Welcome to the last Soybean Aphid podcast of June 2011. Today's the 29th. Yep. Tomorrow's the 30th. And then 4th of July coming up. Long weekend. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, so we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Should we talk soybean aphids first? Let's talk about soybean aphids. All right, what do you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> well, from my weekly teleconference, uh, I haven't got any new reports of soybean aphids, so the people that found aphids about two weeks ago, they can still find them, but the numbers really haven't spread too much in the, la- in the last week or two, and I think maybe that has to do with weather, some of the really severe rain that we've been having, um, maybe a couple other things. What do you think? Got word back from Brian Lang that his uh, scouting uh, of aphids up in northeast Iowa, the numbers either flattened off or went down. Uh, they weren't big to begin with. It was like less than one per plant, I think. Um, but the percentage of plants that he found with aphids increased a little bit, but it's only like 13%. So still kind of a year where it could go either way, but it's in line with years where we've had outbreaks. The one thing that was interesting uh, also this week is Dave Voltland in the, in the Soybean Aphid Section Trap Network reported two weeks ago that he found soybean aphids, and um, he thought that he was picking up aphids coming from soybean fields going to other soybean fields, but then this week didn't find any. So he's wondering if, well, maybe he didn't get aphids going from soybean to soybean. Maybe it was buckthorn to soybean. So... Um, that might explain why numbers are kind of declining because you're just getting those aphids coming in and they're colonizing fields. I don't know. It's anybody's guess. It's a weird summer, isn't it? It's a little bit weird just because of the severe weather. We've gotten kind of a cooler summer overall, but then we've had some really, really hot days. Like today and tomorrow, I think the heat index is supposed to be really high. Hot. Hot. Too hot. Going to make us sweat. (laughs) Aphids don't like to sweat. No, they don't. Neither do I. <laughs> You're wearing shorts today. Is that why? That's why I'm trying to cool off. These are the first shorts of the 2011 season. Yep. Denim. Yep. I'm wearing shorts too. Mine are khaki. <laughs> it's getting hot. Doing a lot of field work uh, and uh, not seeing a lot of aphids. So still pretty quiet, but uh, uh, we'll have to see. I mean, my sense, my guess is that if we start to see aphids in the uh, next week, next couple of weeks in July, um, if we start getting reports, especially in the north, that that's probably a good sign we'll have an outbreak. But if not, we could see another quiet year. But there's other stuff to talk about besides aphids. We've just yeah. spent three minutes talking about the little critters. You got some dates on your calendar coming up where people can come and talk to you. Yeah, there's some upcoming extension field opportunities if you need continuing education credits or just want to learn more about insect management. There is a diagnostic clinic at Feel near Boone, Iowa, and that's 11th through the 12th of July. And those are for, that that clinic is geared for like new crop consultants, people in egg, cam, or seed dealer types of positions. And there's a management clinic at Feel in Boone, the 13th and the 14th of July. And that's more geared towards experienced professionals who want ongoing education. I will be talking about corn rootworm trait performance, estimating corn rootworm larval injury, and you're talking about insect management and soybeans. Is that right with snake bugs? I'm talking about um, invasive insects, some new ones, the Japanese beetle and the brown marmorated stink bug. And I'll be talking about what we know 
of uh, their occurrence in Iowa, how to sample for them. Uh, there's some kind of interesting biology that goes on when you use the commercial traps. They have attractants, and um, some of them are real specific that are taken specifically from the insect, and they're species-specific. Others are more general and uh, will capture things other than what you're looking for. So uh, a little 30-minute demo is part of a long day. Um, should be interesting. Yeah. Um, you also have another workshop at Feel for Beneficial Insects on the 4th of August. Yeah, so this is a... Uh, a workshop that is sponsored in part by the Leopold Center for Sustainable Agriculture. Uh, it's a workshop addressing how to conserve beneficial insects using native plants. So there's been a lot of interest in um, pollinators and because of the decline in both honeybees and other wild bees. Uh, we've got an interest uh, in conserving beneficial insects that are predators of insects and for people who are just interested in conservation, there are ways to uh, put in prairie, you know, reconstruct prairie, and uh, we're going to talk about how you might select plants that would uh, help you kind of, you know, reconstruct a prairie, but also uh, attract and maintain those beneficial insects. So that's August fourth at Field. There's a registration through the Field website. Um, yeah, that's www.aep.iastate.edu. And you can register online, find more about all the classes that they offer. And that workshop is free, and uh, we ask that you register by uh, July 15th so we can get a head count for lunch. Yeah, that sounds great. And then there's a number of uh, ongoing field days for the Practical Farmers of Iowa Network. Some of those include insects and some don't, but you can visit their their website and find out about uh, different tours, especially if you're thinking about uh, organic or reduced inputs or maybe some of your clients are. And you can uh, find out more about that at www.practicalfarmers.org. Okay. Wow, that was uh, about six minutes. Anything yeah. else we should talk about? Um, we both noticed Japanese beetle adults emerging um, starting this week. I would imagine that they'd be moving into field crops like corn and soybean especially if you've had kind of that county or that area infested before, they're likely to come back. Yeah, this year, I, it seemed early, but in looking at the records and the recommendations on Japanese beetle, they do uh, emerge in June, so we're, we're kind of right on schedule. I think it was surprising because the rain ended, and then almost immediately they emerged. So yeah. um, anyway, they're out, although... Uh, we've noticed in our – we've got some traps both in town and out of town. In the countryside, they're not nearly as abundant as they are in sort of urban areas like Ames. Um, we've had a trap out now for about a week, and there is 50 to 100 in that trap after every day. Oh, okay. And we dump those out, and you get another yeah. couple hundred even uh, within 24 hours. So uh, be on the lookout for Japanese beetles. I would guess, given the crop development, that if you have a field – that's uh, you're, where you're seeing a lot of Japanese beetle activity, especially corn, you might want to keep an eye on that just to see if you get significant silk clipping. Probably won't be the entire field. I don't think we generate large populations in Iowa, but it could be something that, you know, maybe in certain patches might be an issue. I know down in Missouri uh, a couple of years ago, they had a Japanese beetle outbreak where uh, significant uh, silk clipping went on in corn, and there were some yield losses there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't take very many beetles to clip silks and interfere with pollination. 
Um, it takes quite a bit of defoliation in soybean to justify a treatment for Japanese beetle. Yeah, I don't think we're anywhere near no. that. No, no, no. Um, other than that... Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else. Yeah, it's still kind of a quiet summer so far, but um, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to... Feel, feel free. <laughs> um, it's the heat. <laughs> you sound parched. It's hot in your heart. It's hot in your office. We can't actually talk and run the AC at the same time. <laughs> no, it's impossible to do two things at once. That would be that would be hard. <laughs> Turn the little crank for the AC. <laughs> All right, so should we call it a day? Uh, See you next week. Okay, see you. Bye.